Coming up, Rusty and I are continuing our Neville Goddard lecture series with the best one yet, the coin of heaven. We probably could have spent an hour on it, but instead we kept it to a nice tight 20 minutes. Also, if you haven't checked us out on YouTube, do so and subscribe. Every Friday we post a video version of the podcast so you can not only listen to our sweet voices, but see our pretty faces. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Unscrewed Mind, episode number 24. We're going to be talking about Neville Goddard's The Coin of Heaven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is... I I don't know why I'm so excited about this, but we had to turn the gain down on my microphone because it was too loud. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is great, and... I am going back to this year's of revision and going to listen to it a lot more based on the coin of heaven. You know, and this is the third uh, Neville lecture that we're talking about in our series. You've been you've been listening to Neville and um, other YouTube channels that kind of focus on Neville and I've never heard you as excited to talk about um, or we've never really even had conversations about any podcast episode like we have leading up to this one right here. So I know that um, I know that this one spoke to you and I'm excited to hear what your takeaways are, like what you what stood out to you about uh, this particular lecture and how you think it applies or fall in line falls in line with everything else that we've talked about so far. Yeah, let me let me start by reading the first paragraph of The Coin is Heaven. And uh, everyone out there listening, we would read these in entirety, but it would take uh, 40-ish minutes is about how long it takes for everyone that's already done it. Uh, Josiah Brandt has an excellent voice. Uh, Brian Scott has a great voice as well. Uh, go out there, find those guys on YouTube and listen to one of them. Uh, no reason for us to read it also, I don't think, or is there? And, and well, one thing that I've always thought is when you, you're like, Hey, this guy has all these subscribers and everyone listens to him and all he does is read, right? Yeah. How hard is it to just read? And then you try reading one yeah. passage and you're like, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. This is some of the most difficult reading I've ever done in my entire life. You're like, I feel like I'm a third grader again, afraid that the teacher's going to call me, call on me in class because I don't want to read in front of the entire world. It's, so so it's Matt's gonna so Matt's gonna read the first paragraph for us on that note, actually. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. Cause it it sounded like you wanted to. Look at you. Nope, I'm going to read it. You feel bad about it. <laughs> no, I was just pulling it up so that I could read it. Okay, go so ahead. So you want then. me to start with this being my oh, last yeah. Sunday for a yeah. year? Yes. Okay, this being my last Sunday for a year, I wish to leave no doubt in your mind of what I tried to tell you in the last 19 lectures. So I'm going to ask a question which you can silently answer yourself. Have you lived this life of yours in such a way that you desire to live it again. Well, if you haven't, you'd better listen very carefully to what I will say this morning. If you have not already started, for may I tell you the next life is this life. 
when the eye is opened, you will see it, that man, unless he awakes and changes the tracks of his life, he walks them forever. So if you have not lived this life in such a way that you really desire to live it again, you start now to interfere with these tracks and laying new tracks. So 19 lectures across the year that Neville has given and he is saying that you're you're living this life over and over again endlessly until you're able to break free from it. And throughout the lecture, the explaining of breaking free of it, I'm just going to uh, make it a little bit short real quick, and then we'll dive deeper into it. But so he says to imagine everyone from, this is like from the pruning shears. So you're, you're meeting people on a daily basis. You're in interactions. You're, you're doing things yourself. Anything that you don't like about your day, or you would rather have it be different, you're going to use the pruning shears, change it in your mind until it feels as if that's what really happened instead of what you perceived is really happening. And you have the ability to change it throughout your entire life. Um, You know, you can go back to any day and that today is tomorrow um, with your thought processes. Basically Mm -hmm. what you think today is what is going to make tomorrow. So you get in this habit and you want people that you see, people that you know, you want to genuinely want the things that you want for yourself, for those people. And as you do that, you're in a garden. Uh, He's saying you're in the garden of Eden and everyone is there with you. Everyone is there with you. And when you water the, you know, imagine everyone having a garden and, you know, it needs, everybody needs water on it. Some plants are dying. Some plants are doing great, you know, everybody, but everybody can use the extra water. So as you imagine the other people doing better or getting the things that you want or the things that you think that they would want or the fulfillment that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. you're actually watering your own garden because every time you water somebody else's garden, you're watering your own. And it, I don't know. It just really, it really struck a chord with me and you're opening. He talks about how you will be opening your, your third eye. Um, what does he call it? Matt? The inner eye, I think is what he, he calls it. Yeah. So, and it, I don't know if, you know, how long you've been into, um, looking into the third eye, but scientifically, if you like scientific stuff, oh yeah, the the third eye has, or the eye that's be- between your uh, you know, between your eyes, actually has r- rods and cones in it, just like a normal eye. You knew this? No, I did yeah. not know this. Yeah, so. Rods and cones are in 
your uh, third eye as well. So all of these meditations that we do that we've talked about, there's a it's it's basically for the awakening of the third eye. And then there's of course the chakras that you're trying to open up as well at different places. But I will tell you from personal experience, I can for sure feel a difference in the way that I perceive things through after I've awakened my third eye. And it's it, but, but according to this, I've only partially awakened it. Well, I would, I would definitely say that neither one of us are all the way awake yet. I mean, we talk, we talk often about how there are moments of weakness. There, there are challenges that we come across where if we were completely awake, uh, we probably wouldn't be forced to face those. I want to go back to the waterfall thing because yeah. I had that written down as something to talk about. Yep. I love just the thought of all, like God, creation, all the energy in the universe is is a waterfall, right? Mm-hmm. And because you are in control of your reality, you can be the focal point of this waterfall to change your reality and everyone in it. So uh, when you talk about revision in this way, after reading the pruning shears that I've been trying to revise people and, and events in, in my life, folks that I know are going through things. I'm like, Hey, let me revise this and put them in a better position. But it's really hard, especially uh, when you're laying in bed about to fall asleep to concentrate on their life and having it turn out a certain way and having all these actions go down. Like it's like he, it's just hard to hang on to that and picture it as as fully as you would want to mm-hmm. if you use the waterfall instead i can think of this person in my life as a garden like you said and instead of trying to imagine them having this interview and getting a job that they really want i can just picture their employment as a tree mm-hmm. and i can focus the power of creation that waterfall through me water their garden and wash and and watch that tree blossom and I can do that with anything, whether it's, um, you know, they want a relationship, whether they need a new car, a better house, uh, whether they want a more fulfilling life. And I can just imagine their tree of life blossoming with with more abundance. And thinking of revision in this way or the pruning shears in this way for other people, I think, is really, uh, really easy to do. And it can can help you focus your energy or your creative powers uh, a little bit easier when you when you want to make someone's life a little bit better. Yeah. And just us doing these uh, last few podcasts on Neville has really brought me closer to the, his idealism and everything, because Mm -hmm. it's just not, uh, you know, there's so many different things out there and we're listening to, you know, a lot of the same people that uh, you guys are probably listening to that are watching this and, you know, the, the main thing is, is I want to be as genuine as possible with everyone out there about the things that we are feeling about it, because everyone that I seem to see is very tight about what's going on. Um, or, you know, close to the chest about their exact experience with each individual thing. Like I haven't heard anybody on, uh, YouTube or anything say, oh yeah, you know, I've uh, fully awakened like Neville talks about in here. He talks about how 
when when you fully awake, you will realize that everyone is on tracks and that the tracks go on forever. And the way that he describes it is, is when he fully awoke, he traveled like and saw through his third eye for the first time. And he was able to see that uh, there was a man walking down the street and he was, he, he reaches down to pick up coal that is by a manhole where you, you drop coal into. And we're assuming that it was into the fifties because this was written in 1954. And so I guess coal was a, uh, you know, a more expensive thing than it is today. And so he dropped whatever he had in his hand. He picked up the coal and then it flashes back and he sees it again and he can see that it's going to happen. And then he sees it again and he sees it three times total. But the point of him seeing that was to show that everybody is on these tracks and you cannot get off of the tracks until you electrify yourself mm-hmm. with, with the power of God, with the power of the universe. And once you connect and open your third eye fully, then you are able to exit the track. Can I, so let's talk about the fact that your life is on tracks and based on the curvature of time, you, you live this life over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of believe in uh, reincarnation and I always thought you came back, but maybe in a different form if, mm-hmm. if you awaken more every time. But I've also thought, um, I guess in, in an immature way or in a younger way that once this life was over, you moved on to eternity to a better one. And there was no need to even go through this again, right? So you kind of live in this uh, in this thought process where whatever I suffer, uh, whatever I'm forced to deal with, this is kind of me being uh, hardened, turned into a diamond, and then I'm going to uh, elevate and be free of this life once it's over. Yeah. If I got to live this one again, I mean, I'm not 100% sure that I would, I want to do everything the same, you know, like I... I really like where I'm at right now, but I know that there's been years, decades probably where I'm just, I'm on the tracks and I'm asleep and yesterday is today's tomorrow because I'm doomed to do the same thing over and over again. And this one really spoke to me in that I just, I want to be on a different track. I want to take everyone that's with me with me, but I want to get on a different train and start seeing some different scenery. Yeah. That, does that make sense to you? And, and are like, are you feeling the same way about it? Oh, I think we are. I think we definitely are on a different track. We were on a track and we were going one direction only. And this, uh, you know, the last five years, the last two years has been, uh, monumental in the changing of our thought process overall and just seeing an equalness of everyone that there is and knowing that any person can become anything that they want to be if they believe that they can do it. Mm-hmm. And we have a society that is very controlling um, from thought processes from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And setting forth an idea, an idea, an ideal that we have to do all of these steps, like we've talked about in the past, 
And really it's blocking you from being able to realize who you can be or who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it's very apparent when you look around today and see so many people talking about the same things on a daily basis, just over and over again. And uh-huh. we won't get deeply into that, but like, um, like the last dance, how, how everyone loved that Michael Jordan documentary that you've never seen. Oh yeah. Yeah. But so, you know, but Neville yeah. talks about, you must wake up from the dream where you're the automation, you know, yeah. and the dream, like, and I even wrote down, stop being a programmed machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked about this before, and you even just alluded to it a second ago, um, the fact, like the, the thought that you have to go through all these trials and tribulations, like you got to, um, you got to go through high school and then you got to go to college and then you got to get an internship and then you got to do this and do that. And there's all Mm -hmm. these steps that lead to success. I mean, you don't have to be on that track if you don't want to be. Yeah. You've already, you've, you've been on that track. Uh, who knows how many times before, um, you can, you can decide that you want to go a different path and you can be successful because of, who you are and what God has given you to be successful. Yeah. And, you know, something to me, I, I really do love my life and I've had some excellent experiences throughout my life. And I, I feel like that overall, I've been a confident person um, throughout the time period on the outside, but struggling on the inside a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, this has flipped the script for me in the last two years, the most five years really looking into it, two years, total change of, of thought process. And uh, something I, I, you know, I, I would get kind of sad about is, is you think, well, am I going to be around the people that I've had in my life, or are they gone once I'm, you know, when I'm fully awakened? Because you think, because we've already seen uh, both of us that we have uh, a little bit different group of people that we talk to. And maybe some of the people that we did talk to have kind of faded into the background. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still like those people. Um, I mean, I, I've, I liked them to begin with. And, but I, I feel that some of them don't like, the more positive side of me as much as the more negative side of me, because Mm -hmm. it's kind of, uh, you know, people kind of like to talk about things that happen negative to them and uh, other people enjoy that because it's in some cases making them feel better about themselves or building themselves up, I think is part of it. Well, and they're in, they're in the same track too. Right. Yeah. So they, they, every time they see you, they want to treat you the same as they used to, Yeah. but you're, you're on a different track. And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes that can make people a little uncomfortable. Um, you know, I can't say the same things I, I wanted to around you because you don't respond to them in the same way, you know? So the point of me mentioning that is, uh, I'm going to read this little excerpt here. Let me see how far I want to go up and I'll tell you, you know them uh, more intimately than anyone you know in the state of sleep. So Neville is saying that right now awake, our awake is actually sleeping because we're not fully aware. 
And he said, there is not a person on earth that you know as intimately as those who have awakened when you awake. So there could be people that this brings up a, a, a great question for me. So, you know how I mentioned that nobody on YouTube or anyone has really spoke about how awake that they are, that they've seen this. Is that only because I personally haven't been fully awakened? So I can't see those people. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe, you know, we, we talked about uh, how in the past things vibrate on different frequencies and until your frequency gets to a certain point, you like, they're not in your uh, ability to see in the three, six, nine, like you, you just can't, you can't catch it yet. And yeah. it's almost like, you know, it, when you awake to an idea, all of a sudden, all of these people are in your uh, area of focus that have already had that plan or already think that way or already feel that way. So I think I think definitely you're on to something. And um, I don't know, I'm I kind of want to be in a group of uh, awake people. Like how mm-hmm. much fun would it be to to share these ideas with someone and and know that they had these ideas years ago and they're years they're years ahead almost like a mentor oh yeah um, on this spiritual plane yeah the, so but, just think about if the people that we respect today the things that we're reading about the people that we're watching uh are not the awoken ones and we're going as as we raise our vibration um those people will come into our view Mm-hmm. You know, and it yep. could show up out of nowhere. And it, but you know, this goes back to Nikola Tesla, uh, how he talks about the three six nine, your area of view, mm-hmm. and how your three six nine is only what you, what your reality is, because like outside of your three six nine, and it's just talking about your viewing angles and distance and all that kind of stuff nothing actually exists outside of that area until <laughs> yeah. you enter that area. Mm-hmm. So super interesting though, the coin of heaven, uh, go out there, find Josiah Brandt, uh, or we'll, we'll drop a comment down below and link it whichever way. And, um, you know, listen to it. I would say, listen to it several times. I mean, even if we were to read this to you right now, it's it's pretty much useless unless you li- listen to it multiple times or read it multiple times. He's he's very uh, concise on his speech, and it is a little bit hard to digest for me. Some people may get it instantly, um, but I'm now going back to the pruning shears. I've been doing uh, the pr- pruning sh- shears at night, and mm-hmm. this is just really... Uh, got me more excited about it. So hopefully somebody out there listening today will will look into this and it will make as big an impact as it has on me and Matt. Become a part of the Unscrewed Mind by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Unscrewed Mind. Also, feel free to email Rusty and I. Our address is unscrewedmind at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought of the show pitch a subject for a future show, or just say hi. And until next time, stay grateful.